are new who's um, checking me out for the first time, um, you can probably see that I'm in the process of promoting my new album, The Vision 2, that's out now on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere else. We're going to have physical CDs and everything like that getting launched shortly as well. But while I've been thinking about exactly how I'm going to be promoting this album and the different bits of insight I plan on giving you all along the way, um, you know, all the different things that I've done in the past, I start running all through my mind. Um, so I wonder what could be, you know, an interesting, good, beneficial story to talk about at a time where you're, you know, getting ready to promote a brand new release. Um, you know, I've been there many, many, many times myself. Um, so I'll tell you about this one time when I was, uh, how old would I have been? Okay, I would have been 16 years old. I've been making, look, I'm, I'm 27 this year. I've been making music for a long motherfucking time. I've been doing this shit for a long motherfucking time. So I was 16 years old. <clears throat> Been in Australia for like two years or something. Just sort of figuring out where I'm wanting to go with, with my sound and all that kind of shit. Um, and basically, you know, promoting yourself online as you do. You know, this was the MySpace days, you know, reaching out, networking one-to-one, -one, whatever way that you can. Uh, you all know how it goes. But basically, when you're 16 years old and when you're young and you're, and you're very new, um, new to this music thing and new to the industry, I feel like you definitely, you know, and this isn't to take away from anybody who's young and who's doing it, but they're definitely, if you haven't actually made it, like, if you're not a Lil Wayne signing record deals at 12 years old, you're probably not really going to have a real understanding of the music industry until you've been doing this for a very, 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 very long time. People used to tell me that when I was young and it used to really fucking piss me off, you know, because I feel like if you know music and you're good at music, that's all that should matter, you know, but the business, the music business and the industry is a whole different thing to be looking into. Everyone's not just an honest, upfront creative, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of snakiness and shiciness to this shit that you learn and pick up along the way and you sort of know the things to sniff out for. Like, uh, you know, like when you train a drug dog, it doesn't know how to find shit straight away, but you train it for a little while and you can smell that bullshit from a mile off, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, let's get back to the story. Basically, I was 16 years old, um, basically just doing the little uh, online promoting thing that you do on MySpace, trying to get the word out about this new album that I recorded. Um, I did do it all properly in a studio and everything, but it was SoundClick Beats. I don't know if any of you guys remember SoundClick, but I used to get all my shit off there back in the day when I was like 15, 16, 17 years old. I got a message back from from somebody and this person that messaged me back basically uh, they I can't remember specific details and I'm not going to give specific details that I do remember either I'm going to just give roundabout things so you can get an idea of how the story exactly would have gone but basically she would have probably been what I don't know 30 years old something like that um, and she had a, a boyfriend who was a, a musician as well who was probably about 18 or 21 or maybe she was, tw I don't know, she's like, she's probably not 30, but she looked like she was probably 30. Anyway, um, not hating, I'm just trying to give you guys like the actual framework so you can picture it in your mind the way I'm explaining it. So this person hits me up and basically like, you know, we really like your music, I really think there's something that, you know, we could do. Basically I moved to Perth, Western Australia when we came here um, and I was networking all over Australia. So this person happened to well, claimed to be mainly based in Adelaide, uh, but at the moment they were in New South Wales, and uh, they were managing this other artist, uh, that I, the, the younger 21-year-old guy um, that I mentioned earlier, and basically she needed to get back to Adelaide uh, to be able to access her business connections and what, what have you. Um, I'm going to paraphrase and just cut everything short, uh, but you know, when you're a 16-year-old kid and you've got very high hopes, um, for making it in music and you know you're just gonna find the right person and whatever it's very easy to get sold on what people what people say so looking back now 
You know, and if this kind of thing happened today, I feel like most of today's kids would think this person's a fucking liar. You know, but it's... It, all you had was words to go on at this point, you know? So basically they said, you get me back to Adelaide and we'll be able to put you on a concert, no problem. So I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'll, you know, whatever, like, I'm serious. Like, people weren't, like, people... So the other thing is, well, people aren't here, out here aren't really very fucking serious about this shit, so... If you appeared to be a little bit serious, I was fucking all over it. So they're like, you know, you help me get back there, we can help you do a concert, sell it out, the whole thing. I always wanted to tour to go to another state in Australia. I thought this is fucking cool. This would be cool as shit. So I paid. Yes, I paid. I know. I know. I got fucking hustled already, right? This isn't even the fucking worst of it, okay? So I paid for her flight to go from Sydney to Adelaide so she could go back to doing her music business shit and help me out. Okay. So she's back. She's set up. It's revealed that this other artist that she was managing is her fucking boyfriend. Um, so they're all living together happy and la di da di da in fucking Adelaide. And she goes, okay, so we're gonna do we're gonna do a concert for you, just like uh, just like I promised. We're gonna promote you an event um, here in Adelaide that you can fly over and perform to a whole new crowd of people. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. You know, go out and and, and do like a, a tour. You know, I can incorporate maybe some local shows here. This would be fucking wicked. And I had a friend in uh, South Australia as well, one of my um, first first original original supporters of my music. And I haven't actually spoken to him for a number of years. But if you're ever seeing this, Zach, shout out to you because you're always a cool motherfucker, man. Like, anyway, um, so to cut a long story short, I basically set up tickets and everything for me to fly over to Adelaide to do this gig, leaving it completely in the hands of this manager. I had no way to know there were a manager other than the words coming out of their mouth. You know when someone says that there's something and you can't really find things to back it up? That's usually a sign that it's not fucking true, you know? But again, I was a kid, so I was more than fine to just run with it, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, so a certain amount of months passed between the time I booked my tickets and the gig. I arrive in Adelaide. Um, so this is the other thing as well, I had to actually pay um, pay to book, pay the booking fee for the venue, which was fine. It was my concert, uh, so I was happy to, you know, pay the venue costs, whatever. Um, basically, what they had promised to me uh, was they were going to be the promoter of the event, so they were going to get support acts, and they were going to get the tickets sold, and they were going to get the posters out. That was their job, and my job was to just front the money for the actual promotion of the event, and to show up and to promote it on my channels. That's it, that's, that's all my obligations were. Um, so I turn up, my friend meets me, um, my friend Zach meets me at the, at the airport. Um, now basically, I decided it would be an absolutely fucking ingenious idea before I got on the plane to cash out all of my cash for booking the venue. Uh, well, for, for paying the venue fees and the artists and stuff, I decided I would just cash that out and have that in cash on me, in my bag, when I got off the plane. Because I didn't want to, you know, in my mind, I, I, I had it in my head, I'm going to a new place, I don't know when I'm going to get to stop, whatever. I better just have the money all ready to go so it's all easy. In retrospect, I didn't even leave the fucking country. I had my bank card. What the fuck was I fucking doing? Anyway, aside from that, I had fucking all my luggage, my clothes, I had, I even bought a fucking PlayStation with me because I was actually going to be staying with Zach for like a week. So I meet my homie Zach, I leave the airport uh, with him, we get on the, the train, all fine, all good, um, and then we have to catch a bus from the, train, from the train station we got off at 
to like a couple streets from this nigger's crib. So fucking we get to the bus station, whatever, all good. We get on the bus. I think we had to change buses in between as well. Um, but let's put it this way. When I got off the last bus, I realized a bag was missing. This is again, poor planning and management on my own part, but these are all things to really take into consideration when you do your own, when you're doing your own tours in future. Um, especially if you're young or you haven't done it before, it might be, a, it might be quite full on for you to manage all your logistics yourself. Um, so if I was to do it again, I probably would have just caught a fucking taxi from the, from the airport. You know, but I wanted to save money, I could do it, my homie said it was cool, we could do it. Anyway, I get off the fucking bus, my bag, one of my bags is gone, and I'm, it's a crucial bag. It's got my video camera in it, it's got my fucking, the money for the venue, everything, everything that was important for the fucking gig. Aside from, no, I lost my physical CDs too, yeah, I didn't have any fucking CDs. My CDs, the money for the venue, and the motherfucking camera, gone. Okay, so, and let me tell you, you can call all the bus places you want, you can get a hold of the driver, you can go back and look, you can do whatever, you are never a thousand dollars fucking cash in a fucking backpack with a video camera. Gone. Never getting that shit back. I, I stood off the fucking second bus and it, never again. Alright, so that was, so that was great already. So we get to my friend's house, unpack my bag, I'm pissed already, I am fucking pissed and I've got like a good, good few amount of days to the gig or whatever, or not even, a, no, it wasn't even a few amount of days to the gig, it was the land, um, and then I have a rehearsal, I remember now, I remember the logistics of the gig now, so I was to land that night, and then the next day I had a rehearsal, and, uh, and to, to meet the people, and then the day after was the actual fucking gig, and then I had a couple of days after that to chill and enjoy myself before I went back home. Um, anyway, so the first night I've lost all my fucking shit, that's important, I'm pissed. Um, Spend the whole rest of the afternoon trying to find it, never find it. Um, so that night, basically, I was at the point where it's like, am I just going to cancel this show and just fuck it? Just chill with my mates for a couple of days and then go back home. But I was like, I'm already here. There's people that want to see it. It's In my mind, it's been promoted like fucking crazy. We've got the support acts, everything else. I don't want to let people down. Fuck it. So I made some calls. I managed to get the money. I managed to borrow the money. Um, so I would be able to still book the event, got it wired through into my account. So I go to the rehearsal the next day to put the money down, check the venue, everything else. Uh, so I rock up, there's a poster with, with my face and shit. When you're a 16, 17 year old kid, it's pretty fucking exciting when you rock up to a venue and you got a picture of, like your picture as like the main fucking thing on the poster. Like I was hype at that point, you know, I was like, oh cool, sweet, sweet, sweet. So I get in. Now, uh, before we get more into the story, it'll be an interesting fact to note that Zach, that my homie Zach, was going to be my hype man for the gig. Now, anybody using hip-hop knows what the motherfucking hype man is. I should not have to explain what a hype man is. But, in case you don't know, a hype man is, uh, like, if I'm performing live on stage, is someone that I would have on stage, like a homie or my DJ, it can be, or whatever. Someone on stage with me, literally helping to hype up the crowd. So that when I need to catch my breath and shit like that, the energy isn't dying. And the whole central focus isn't on me going, <gasps> you know, like, Hype Man performs many viable functions. And that being said, Zachy did a fucking fantastic job that night, given all the circumstances we have. I still remember, I, I really did enjoy myself with that show, given, given everything. Anyway, so, 
<laughs> so we get to the so we get to the fucking venue. Um, see my poster, my face on the poster at the front. I'm hyped. I go in. Every, I meet everybody there. Meet the support acts and stuff. So basically, I had a chat with the this event promoter. This this woman that was an event promoter that was promoting the event that promised that posters were going to get distributed. That promised flyers were going to get distributed. That promised all these different things. So I said, so how'd you go with the posters? What happened with the posters? Okay. Right here, we got a lesson already. Do not fucking wait until you get to the fucking venue and you're going to go on stage in fucking an hour and a half and go, or the next day or whatever, and go, how'd you go with the posters? Too late. Too fucking late. Anyway, I asked her how they went with the posters. She goes, yeah, that's the venue's job. That's not our job. She goes, that is the responsibility of the person that manages the venue. So I go, okay. So I see him literally fucking around with some PA shit. So I go over and I have a chat with him. I go, hey man, how's it going? I'm, um, at the time, my artist name, G Runner. I've come from uh, over Perth, you know, to perform, whatever, whatever. Um, and then I'm like, so how many posters did you guys get up? And he goes, we just put the couple of ones that we printed out around the venue here. We didn't, we didn't uh, put any, like, do any street promotion, like putting posters up, up, up out there that was their job like that's always the promoter's job man like he's looking at me like i'm a fucking idiot because i am a fucking idiot because when you book a fucking event it is your job to promote it it's not the venue's job unless they said they was gonna fucking do it so i look like an idiot at this point i'm like wow i've just flown from another state everything to perform and i don't even know what the fuck is gonna happen so i go and talk to the I go and talk to this woman again. I'm pissed already. I'm man. You don't. You, you can imagine. So I go and talk to this woman again, and I'm like, okay. So they said they haven't put up shit. So what the fuck is the problem then? Like he hasn't put up shit. He said you were supposed to put up shit. So there's no fucking posters up. And she's like, yeah. Well, to be quite frank, the responsibility of promoting a concert is up to the hype man. <clears throat> I'll repeat that for you again. The concert promoter, who insisted she had years of music experience and had done countless events and had certificates and qualifications and everything else in fucking music, was in a relationship with a hip-hop artist, was part of this local hip-hop scene, everything. The entire responsibility of promoting a concert falls on the high man. So when 50 Cent... Comes to town, Lloyd Banks and Tony Ayo put the posters up, nigga. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay, so by this point, by this point, I knew we was fucked. We were fucked. We were already fucked. Oh my god. Literally, like, I was like, okay, this bitch don't know a motherfucking thing. She doesn't know a thing. Like, literally, can you imagine flying to another motherfucking state as a little fucking boy, like, 16 years old, you're, I'm a little fucking boy, thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna do, this is it, this is the starter shit. And then you walk into that bitch, and you see your face on the front, and you're like, this is dope, this is dope, this is dope, this is dope, this is, no posters have been put. It's the hype man's job. <laughs> Needless to say, the only people that came were people who came to watch the support acts and friends of my hype man friend. Thank you, Zach. 
Still was about 40, 50 people in there. And these motherfuckers had the audacity to want to be paid. And I paid them. I paid them. I just can't. So the... Let me put it this way. These are the things I learned. You didn't have to, I didn't have to pay those people. I could have just walked out with the little bit of money I got from that show, from the few little bits I got from those ticket sales. The other support acts didn't ask me for money. They thought it was fucking ridiculous. They're not gonna, bro, you've bought tickets from another state. You put on this whole thing. No one's fulfilled their job. I'm not gonna take your money. Don't worry about it. This, this manager bitch and the boyfriend wanted to get paid for hosting this thing, like to announce me to their friends. They could have just let me have it. They had, to they had to take the little bit of money I got from the fucking show as well. And make it my hype man's fault. So what we took from this, ladies and gentlemen, is unless there's actually some crazy legal paperwork and people are willing to take you to court over that amount of money, if you're getting screwed over an event like that, just walk out with the cash. If you're an artist and you're getting screwed to that level and you've got the check in your hand, just go. Um, and make sure you do your motherfucking research before you arrive. Don't wait till you arrive to find out the level of promotion. I mean, I would have been happy to go out and put the posters myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many more things I could have thought about and would have thought about. Like, I would have bought the ticket a week earlier and gone and promoted it myself and gone to the radios myself with my friends or whatever. Not... Oh, these people got it. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'll just get the ticket. I'll just get there. No, make sure. Because you'll be fucked. You've spent the money. Like, I lost thousands of dollars, bro. Honestly, I lost the camera. I lost th uh, the G I had in the bag. And then I had to pay them from the fucking actual proceeds of the gig. And I had to get money to rebook, like, to pay for the fucking venue. Because I lost the original money to pay. Like, not just we'll leave it, we'll leave it. Make sure. And you need to see results. Like, don't, like, I can't call up right now and be like, I'm going to just do a show in a fucking, fucking, let's say, Mississippi. I'm going to do a show in Mississippi. You fucking organize that shit for me. I need to be able to quantify you distributing the flyers, bro. I need to be able to quantify you putting posters up, bro. I need to be able to quantify the amount of people that are listening to a radio interview you're getting me on, bro. This shit needs to be quantifiable. It can't just be, oh, people will show up. They won't. They won't. They won't. And for the love of God, pre-sale tickets. We didn't have any pre-sale tickets and I really wanted pre- I was 16, 17 and I knew we needed fucking pre-sale tickets, motherfucker. Ugh! You can't do a concert and not do pre-sale tickets. You're gonna lose 50% of the attendance. Even if people buy tickets and don't come, they bought the ticket, motherfucker. You could just sell more at the door. Seriously. Organization and management is fucking key. And I'm going to tell you how this fucked up my life even more, okay? So, two weeks, two weeks after this Adelaide concert, I was supposed to be going to the US to visit my family. And I thought it would be the ingenious idea to use my passport as my only form of ID for a domestic flight. 
If you're gonna fly in the same fucking country, don't use your fucking passport. If you don't need to, get a fucking ID. Because if you lose that shit, it's fucking annoying. Ugh! Okay, so what happened was, in that bag that had the money, I had, I had my passport as well. And it was an English passport, British passport, because I'm not born here. British passport, in Australia. So I had to get lucky you can fly domestic with a fucking proof of age card, which isn't even a driver's license, which I already had. So I didn't even need to take my fucking passport to begin with. Woo! So I was able to get home at least. But, but I now needed a new international passport from England to come to Australia before I could fly to America. That was fucked. Anyway. I had to redelay, I had to delay my flight to the States by like a couple weeks or a week or something so this passport could fucking come, right? Then, then I fly to the motherfucker. I fly to the motherfucker, right? And I get to California and they hold me in immigration. Fuck, was it 12 hours? Because they thought my passport was stolen. Oh my God. Literally, they're like, we're gonna, we're, we're, sir, sir. You need to come with us, we, we, we need to make sure. Because this passport has come up as missing. This passport was missing, and now this is a new passport, sir. So we, sir, sir, we need to make sure, sir, that this is not a stolen, you know, that you're not some spick trying to get over the border, sir. You can't be some spick with a British accent trying to get over the border, sir. So you must, they didn't literally say that, but you know what I'm saying. Or something, you know what I mean? So anyway, 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 long story short, that is how poor management can echo out into your motherfucking life. I lost that bag during a fucking shitty ass fucking show in fucking Adelaide, which is like the ass of fucking Australia, unless you talk about Tasmania. Shut up. No hate though, it's all love. But I'm just saying, all of that, and for what? What did I get? There was no, I didn't get a fucking record deal. I didn't sell records, I didn't make a profit from the concert. I just got a big ball ache. A big sweaty fucking ball ache in my fucking fuck. And that was purely because of bad management and by leaving things up to other people. Why is everyone so fucking lazy? Why was I? You know? That's why I'm like real Real funny about the amount of shit I do now, you know, I, I only do me and I'm not going to just do any old fucking thing, you know, because a standard has to be met. Man, my throat has gone fucking hoarse from telling this story, but it needed to be told because it was fucking shit. So, summary for today. Whenever you book a concert, especially in another state or another country, using the services of another promoter, manager, whatever, make sure they have a, a reference for their past work and make sure what they say they can do is quantifiable. Not just, we'll have your shit everywhere, mate. What does it mean? Very important. Um, and you need to make sure financially it's viable as well and profitable and for fuck's sake, don't use unnecessary levels of ID where you don't need them. Don't carry cash when you are on tour or when you're doing an international show because it's just asking to be fucked. Just keep your logistics to a minimum. Simplify. Um, and, and spend where it matters. Because if I spent that little bit of money on the motherfucking taxi from the airport to my homie's crib 
none of that drama would have happened. I wouldn't have lost as much on the gig. I still would have lost money. Aside from that, don't feel threatened or intimidated just because of somebody's age. Make sure their experience actually reflects what they're saying. And if you're getting screwed over, don't feel like you've got to keep up your end of the bargain. Like, there's some instances where you do, where you don't want to do things wrong, but in this instance, when it's fucking shitty McGee and fucking Boomer Blop Plops, fucking shit cunt MC, don't feel like you need to keep your end of the deal when they're not keeping theirs, because that's not a relationship that is going to continue. Like, on a karmic level, you want to do the right thing, but personally, I don't feel like karmically it would have been the wrong thing for me to take the $300 that I would have made from that $300 from ticket sales to offset the 2000 that I fucking lost from there not keeping their end of the deal, you know? Like, you don't want to be a malicious, horrible motherfucker, you know, but definitely be willing to stand up for what's yours because, you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit isn't serious to other people, but it's serious to real musicians like me. Um, so don't let yourself get fucking bullied by anybody. Check credentials. Simplify logistics. Don't carry fucking cash or things of high value on you while you're on tour if you can avoid it. But yeah, thank you for listening to this rant. Hopefully, if you're planning on, you know, hosting a, a tour or, you know, doing an event out of state or something like that, there might be a couple of pointers in here that um, you might find useful to you. Also, if you didn't pick it up already, my brand new album, The Vision 2, is out now on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, all that motherfucking shit. Go and give that a listen. I've executive produced it myself, make all the beats, do all of my own recording, mixing, mastering. If you need to hear some real musician shit, hit me up, for real. It's David, Lucid Music, a lot more content coming this year. Stay tuned. Peace out.